everybody. I'm Lynn. I'm Bree. I'm Vicki. And, and we, we are Telling, telling on Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. I hope you guys weren't afraid that we were gone a week. Because we're talking about fear today. And amidst the current state of our world and existence, there mm-hmm. is a lot of that going on. So we're recording this especially for that. And she's referring to the coronavirus, so COVID-19, which is a novel virus, meaning that it's we've, our bodies have never seen it before. So there's lots of reactions. Um, is that happening. what that means? Mm-hmm. I had no idea what that meant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's new. It's new. Bodies don't know it. So we, we have no antibodies because of that. No vaccination. Um, and I was, because, uh, you know, I'm a geek. I was right. reading and they're hypothesizing how it started, but they're pretty sure a bat bit a pig. And that's how the spread started. It was from a bat. And ironically, I watched a, a movie several years ago, Outbreak, I think was the name of it. I remember Nicole Kidman was in it. Is it about the monkeys? Dustin Hoffman? No. Oh, different. Oh. But it was a pandemic and it started in China and it was almost exactly the same thing. A bat bit a pig and then they served the pig at a Chinese restaurant. And that's how the outbreak started was the people got infected from the pig. No way. Yeah. And the other thing I was talking. Self-fulfilling prophecies. Right. No, just kind of- um, I was um, talking to somebody about this because when you see the movies, the shows, everything about the post-apocalyptic world, it's like, boom, overnight the population's wiped out. And it's been really interesting if you can be objective, because it's hard to be objective right now because it's scary, but this very slow wave that's happening, it's like we've got plenty of time to track it. You know, it's like boom, 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 it's happening very slowly. And you can watch the map light up week by week by week. It's not minute by minute, it's week by week. And in my mind, because of all the crap that I read all the time, um, it's like, we didn't have time to prepare. You know, it's a blink of an eye and everybody's sick. Well, that's true. Yeah. So um, do you have a definition? I do have a definition of Definition fear. corner. Sorry, that kind of got us off on a weird track. No, not at all. That's what no, this episode's I, about. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. So our definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous and likely to cause pain or a threat. And I don't think you could be more succinct than that about fear because that pretty much ticks all of my boxes of why it's so unpleasant for me. It is unpleasant. Right. We don't want to feel pain. Mm-hmm. Well, and the unknown is scary. Yeah. Just like when you need to turn off the lights in your house and still go upstairs and it's like, you know, like I'd run up the stairs because that fear, like something's behind you. Does anyone ever do that? Oh, I did that when or I like was when a you kid. turn off yeah. the lights and then you run, run and jump in bed and put the blankets over your head. I, I don't do that. Yeah, I, I don't do that as much anymore. But it's the unknown, you know, when you can't see when there's the uncertainty. Great unknown. Well, or and and for me, I would put something in the unknown. So what I what always used to happen when I would be going up the stairs, I would do that. I would because right to to the right of me was a mirror always at my parents' house. And then there was a like one of those long, skinny windows at the door. So I would always see my own reflection, mm-hmm. but I would think it was someone outside the skinny window and run up and freak out. And 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> Imagination is a beautiful thing. It's crazy. And even as a young, young, young child, I've always loved getting scared. You know, I started reading scary books and watching scary movies when I was like in third and fourth grade. What scary That's, book? Um, what was my first ones? Well, yeah, I started reading Stephen King way too young. Now that I look back, I'm like, I can't believe I was reading that too young. But um, even like some of the Hardy Boys were kind of scary because mm-hmm. there was, and Scooby-Doo was my very favorite cartoon because it was about ghosts. And I was always very fascinated by that. And I remember as a young kid, all vampire movies I loved, 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 loved. I don't look to be, I don't like that. I'm surprised, Lynn, that that's what you were drawn to. It's my thrill. I like it too, mm-hmm. but I have a I have a push pull with it. Yeah, I dance with it. Yeah, I'm just I'm always drawn to it. I love it. I'm reading. You know, in a book I picked out last night on my Kindle. What? Uh, it's called Outbreak or something like that. And it's some <laughs> flu thing. And I'm like, well, I, I need to take notes and get prepared just in case. Get prepared. Get, get your go bag buck, ready. Buckle up. Yep. I got a go bag ready. It's like that zombie land movie. It's like, what are the rules? It's like stay in shape so you can run faster. Always do a headshot twice. Cause one time may not kill them. And you know, it's all those little things that we laugh about them, but seriously, you, you need to think about what you need to take care of if things do kind of go awry and all that is based in fear isn't it Mm -hmm. because it's out of our control yeah failure to plan is planning to fail Ooh, that's serious (laughs) but what happens when we plan god laughs yes (laughs) exactly right and i will say that um i have first thought wrong this week yes and it's about um, my lack of planning and and being putting things in um, a calming perspective. I was so excited to get this email out that I wanted to share with everybody. And it's so funny because Lynn is doing her hiding of the phone thing, um, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, um, Lynn hates it when I do typos. And I do them because I'm... Sp- because this is why, right? This is why exactly. And I, it was a good email. I feel like I had good content. And Bria says, if you email me the email, I will double check it because she is very good at at that. And um, that is her skill set. And of course, I was like, oh, it's Saturday. It's been kind of a weird week. I don't want to bother her on her downtime. I'll just send it out, whatever. And usually I read it over. Like I do usually proofread except on Instagram posts, because those are just whatever. But (laughs) to me, okay? (laughs) I'm cringing right now. (laughs) I know you are. Um, But I didn't even read it. I didn't even preview it. I just sent it because I was so excited about it. And I wanted to share it. It was really good. It was really, really good. It was it was fun. I love when I'm inspired and things come out. And I have to realize that's my skill set. My skill set is the inspired part. My skill set is not the attention to deal. Deal. I'm dealing now these days. Attention to detail is not my, I can't even say it. It's like itch. Um, So my first thought wrong was don't lean on friends and just send it. Instead of pausing, instead of taking my time, instead of being mindful. So yeah, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. It's a good one. Mm. And the content was fabulous. Thank you. You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. I read it twice actually. I read it again before I went to bed last night. Oh, I, I don't like even it. remember what it's about right now. Well, you know, you got me with bidet. You had me oh, at bidet. Well, okay, so so <laughs> and a bidet it, to you too, sir. Because <laughs> it reminds me of good day. Anyways, yeah. 
Good day, mate. So we are talking about fear in this episode, and um, I do have a new corner. It's definition corner. No, it's not. I feel like we're copying so bad. It's not definition corner. Oh, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take my thunder. Get your own thing. It's quote corner. You you get your own corner. I got my own corner. Quote quote corner. And my daughter hates me sometimes because I have quotes everywhere. Right now I can read one that says, go for long walks, indulge in hot baths, question your assumptions, be kind to yourself, live in the moment, loosen up, scream, curse the world, count your blessing, just let go. Just be. And who, who wrote it? Carol Shields. Carol Shields. And then I have another one that says, love is spoken here. And then behind me, I have one that says, every day I love you. And then to the left of me, I have one that says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Across the room, it says, color outside the lines. And that's all I see right now. And in the bathroom is the integrity one, which Ooh, is what I love. Yeah. yeah. Which one? Do you want to say it? Um, it is do the right thing even when no one's watching. Yeah. Doody, doody, do. Yeah, I kind of um, ad-libbed a little bit, but that's essential. But yes. And um, so so my daughter's scarred for life. I try to send her memes of like meaningful things, and she's like, oh my no God. No more positive why? affirmations, why, mom. mom? <laughs> so this is my quote for today's episode. Thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. W. Clement Stone. I love it. And that goes along with um, anxiety is your uh, fear based in the future, things that you can't control but you're already worrying about. And I'm a big anxiety girl. I'm all about it. I live there. And I don't do it like I used to, but I certainly fall back into it. It's, it's my comfort zone, anxiety. Yeah, worry. Mm-hmm. And that's Go fear. back to the fear. worry. Fear of the unknown. One thing I do want to do a PSA for... Worry warts out there. If you have a friend that's a worry wart, call, calm her down. If you're calm, call him or her and calm them down and just check on them right. because it's it, it can be destabilizing. Absolutely. I mean, it really can throw you off your game. And I will actually share a couple of weeks ago, there was a devastating tornado in Nashville. And I was in the tornado in 98 in Nashville and it brought back a whole slew of scary memories. And I talked to Vicki that morning and she said one of the best things that I've heard someone say. So if you're calling someone that's a worry wart and you don't really know what to say, what she said really struck a chord with me and I'm going to use it from now on. And after I told her the story, she said, how can I support you? And that was amazing. And I'm all about, you know, succinct and to the point, and that was exactly it. So if you need something to say to someone, if you're kind of worrying about, you know, you don't want to enable or make them feel bad or yada, 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 how can I support you is spot on. It's like that um, Brene Brown video Chelsea showed us. Mm -hmm. About Um, empathy. mm -hmm. Go down to the dark place. Don't look up above and go, wow, that really sucks for you, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, maybe we can put that link in the episode Mm -hmm. because it's a... It's good. It's a powerful one. Yeah. Shout out to Chelsea for finding that one. Yep. 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 So um, fear. Fear. That's that's where fear happens for me. It happens in the future when I'm um, spending a whole lot of time and energy... being angsty about it, you know, worrying about it, not not knowing what I'm going to do if something happens instead of being in my moment. Well, fear is really uncomfortable for me, so I feel like I go right to my tool of prayer. Mm-hmm. 
because as I'm praying, I realize that there is literally maybe nothing that I can do about it except to breathe through it and try to take my mind off of it for that, you know, one moment at a time into the next moment and like keep turning it over, turning it like actively consciously trying to turn my attention away from it. Um, because you know, what you focus on grows bigger. So I try not to focus on it for too long, especially since it just is a, it's like a yucky feeling, you know, when, when you've had joy and you've had serenity and then you're like swirling around in fear, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's not fun. It's uncomfortable. It's negative. It's like a vortex almost. And it just keeps, yeah. And I'm grateful that it's that way because I used to ruminate all my resentments and fears and stuff like that. And, um, it, that became really comfortable for me to to live there. And it was actually uncomfortable to be positive. <laughs> I'm glad like the opposite is true now. So I think with everything going on right now, the biggest fear I had was where am I going to go to get sober support? Like how is everything going to go with like meetings and stuff like that? And the action that was taken was, oh my gosh, we're going to do video calls. We're going to all pull together as a community and support each other through video calls, which thank God, Vicki, that, you know, you have that ability to share that with us. Yeah. Well, I'm super grateful to do it. And And brilliant. Well, and selfishly, (laughs) I need it too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We need our meetings and, um, you know, the whole community is coming together with ideas and and ways that we can do this. So um, one of the ideas is meeting outside where in this park area when the weather is nice so that we don't have to be close to each other and all that stuff. And, And that sounds like a really fun way to, you know... I was actually reflecting yesterday, I was reading some new stuff and um, thinking about someone that, well, they were talking about leadership in the country and and how individual communities are coming together and they're not waiting for direction from a higher up. It's like, we're going to take this on and we're going to decide what's best for our community. And the community can be citywide, it can be a neighborhood, it can be, you know, a couple of friends, it can be our recovery community. And the the beautiful thing that I love that always comes out of dark times is that we find each other again. And and I always think about 9-11 because that was such that was like my profound defining moment in my adulthood of how I saw the world and how the world changed for me. And the the beauty that came from that was how we all came together and we all loved each other despite differences. And, and maybe this is, you know, kind of that, that cycle of we, because our country in particular has become so disparate in our views and our opinions and we're not, we're not deciding things on love and community. We're deciding them on differences and hate. And, and when you decide things on differences, that's when you're instilling fear and then that's what separates. And when you have something that affects us so dramatically like this um, prospect of losing loved ones, you're not going to isolate yourself. You're going to need people to help you support you, right? Some way to have community mm-hmm. within the confines of what's safe for right. everybody. Yeah. Um, I want to read this quote that was on Contemplative Monk, which I love. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I've heard this one before. I heard this one during 9-11, and it is the Mr. Rogers one, his mom. He says, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. and It thank, takes away the fear. Yeah, because, and to be a helper mm-hmm. also takes away the fear. Yeah. Do what we can with what we have, mm-hmm. how we can, and um, 
and and show up. Right. Just show up however you can, mm-hmm. whatever you're capable of doing, because every little bit helps. And one of the main things that helps is what you were talking about, not staying in the fear. Instead, staying. And, and that's why our program works, because when we help each other, we reaffirm that this program works, that this higher power business works, and we're reminded of it as we're working and telling other people, we're telling ourselves, and we're not caught up in our own rumination like you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. And, you know, fear is just such a broad topic, but I personalize it. You know, that's that's just what we do as human beings. We want to personalize it. And why is fear scary? Fear, fear and scared are synonymous, but why do we avoid it so much? Um, because it, it, what they always say when you confront your fear, it's not nearly as scary. And that's part of that, just walking through something, you know, being afraid of feelings because it's an unknown. But once you confront whatever fear it is, suddenly it's not an unknown, like big, black, scary demon anymore with those red glowing eyes. It's not that. It's, it's taking on something that you were terrified of and finding out if you do it piece by piece and not try to take it on all at once, suddenly it becomes doable. It becomes something that you can um, work through. Well, and I can relate to that because someone once told me fear is either um, you're afraid you're not going to get something you want or you're afraid that something you already have is going to get taken away from you. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I think a lot of people are afraid about their loved ones but also, you know, not getting not getting what you want, what your expectation was. I think that's I think that's where most of my fear comes from and it doesn't not necessarily with this covid thing or anything like that, just in general, a lot of my fear comes from feeling like I'm not going to get something I want cuz I look for security in things, you know, so I'm just relating this back to like the fear that I'm having around work right now. It's like, I'm afraid I'm not going to get what I want. I'm not going to get the compensation. I'm not going to, you know, that's a good, well, and the flip side is that it's being taken away from me. So yeah, I actually, I guess I just talked myself into seeing the flip, like, yeah, you know, two, yep. Two different sides, the same coin. Right. Um, And I think it's important to also recognize that, just because people fear different things doesn't make one less significant. Because uh, while well, you were talking right. about the, the monetary thing, you know, initially I'm like, okay, if my work is closed for two weeks, I can't live. I can't, what am I going to do if I don't have two weeks income because I'm not officially a full benefits person at my job? What is, how does that affect me? And I immediately went to freak out zone. You know, it's like, put this off, this off, this off. What bills can I wait to pay? You know, all those kind of things. And there's a lot of people in that situation. And hopefully our government's going to be able to help supplement that. But that fear is horrifying. But someone else's fear of not being able to go to the grocery store for a week is legitimate and equal to that. It may have different ramifications for them than what we perceive as really catastrophic. But everybody's catastrophe is important and valid. Well, the feelings are happening, mm-hmm. right? And so, wh- wh- how do we how do we help ourselves through those feelings, or how do we help our friends? And and that non judgment of other people. There's no like what Dave was saying in the last episode. <laughs> don't keep score. Your your problem isn't worse and heavier than mine. Like. Wh- we can't keep score of whose problem is worse. Right. Like, oh, that's... And I, I 
I'm going to totally tell on myself here. I do that to people sometimes. Like I got a coworker who's a worry wart um, and is constantly needing like reassurance. And sometimes in my head, I'm just like, why the heck do you worry about this stuff? And I get a little like judgy and I'm mm-hmm. like, is, like, stop asking me. It's not worth my time to quell your fears about an imaginary situation that hasn't mm-hmm. even happened yet. Um, and same thing, you know, sometimes with Dave's fears about health and stuff like that. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, why are you freaking out about that? You know, but my concerns, my concerns are so important. Like, I actually worry about real problems, you know, like that. You're that's so ego. That's so not a place of love to not come alongside someone in their own fear, however trivial it may seem to us based on our perceptions, because, you know, we're always filtering reality through wherever we're at in our life. You know, it's just, I think I like just had my aha moment about we can't, we can't judge other people's fear. That's just not right. Well, it's funny because I was kind of laughing about it with someone Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's like the snowstorms when they sensationalize them and, and um and how I'm not freaking out yet and all this stuff. And he's like, well, would you be freaking out before you came into these rooms? And I said, oh, yeah, 100%. constant. Yeah. So at least for me, there's that faith and that higher power yeah. right now and, and that I can lean into that and trust that and... And, and whatever happens, happens, and stay in the day and worry about my own hula hoop and 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 do the best I can to help people right. online because I have that platform, and that's how I'm showing up because I'm not going to put myself or my kids in in danger until we know that it's safe. And, right. you know, I don't know. It's scary. It is scary. Mm-hmm. It is. But I again, I go back to the beauty that comes from this, that, that little flower in the desert for me is seeing how people do come together. Right. Community. I, yeah, that community that, that takes care of each other. And apparently that's a lesson we all need to learn right now. And something I've been saying too, or I've been thinking that's been coming to my mind is that this is forcing us to slow down. Mm-hmm. Whether we like it or not, what I don't know what the what the ramifications are going to be, but we are all forced to slow down and stay. And you know, it's it's really kind of we're going to be human beings instead mm-hmm. of human goings. Well, for a little bit, right? <laughs> yep, yep. And I'm I'm not sad about that at all. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm not. The introverts. I, I see a lot of <laughs> a, a lot of things memes about introverts are saying what I have to stay in my house for fourteen days. Girl, you should see all the books I have just in queue, ready. Like, come on. (laughs) And I don't have to feel guilty about it. Nope. Nope. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. We just have to stay in gratitude, I think. That's... that's Absolutely. That's what you... You helped me with yesterday when we were on the phone. And you're like, I'm grateful for a hot shower. Because you started... I mean... Sometimes I just feel like I'm ignorant. Like I wasn't in, I guess I wasn't thinking about being, I didn't, I guess I'm not thinking that everyone is going to be quarantined to their own homes. Like I'm just not, I don't see our capitalistic society allowing such a thing. I feel like they're willing to lose people before they'd ever let that happen. Oh, some people are going to have to die for the rest of us to thrive. You know, like I, I go to conspiracy land where it's like, yeah, they don't care if people, a couple people die, you know, what's it to them? You know, what's it to, so, and then you're like, 
oh, what if they start rationing hot water and uh, we can't leave our houses? It's like, oh, oh, like I actually started getting more fearful because mm-hmm. of that. And then you're like, okay, but that made me think of, you were like, oh, I'm grateful for the hot showers that I'm taking. I'm grateful for that I can go buy gas, that I can go buy mm-hmm. laundry detergent, you know, that we have all these things. So I definitely, I 100% agree that gratitude can take you out of fear too. That is an action piece that'll right. pull you pull you right out of it and into right where your feet are today. Yeah, our our whole mantra of one day at a time is really going to help us right now. Sure That's is. how I'm living. I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-mm. No, and 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 um, trying to speculate, you know, that there's just opening the door to the anxiety beast. Like, let's try to speculate the what ifs. What ifs are always one of my biggest downfalls. And if someone is living in fear, you know, you just come alongside them with a roll of toilet paper and share it with them. <laughs> Give them seven Come squares. down to their level. Toilet paper your way through the fear. <laughs> Don't look down at them from above. Come alongside them with the Charmin. Wipe their ass for them. Wipe, exactly. Hold space, hold space for them. <laughs> hold space for them and their business. And their business in the... I don't know what you're gonna say, <laughs> but I'll let I'll let it just taper slowly. Say, taper the water closet, the oh. WC. Yeah. <laughs> so, any last thoughts on fear, my friends? Don't let it. Don't let it win. I keep thinking about courage. Yeah, you me know, too. Having courage and and being there for others and being in gratitude. Those are my those are my go tos right now um, because. I know that I, how I can get. I am a recovering worry wart. I used to worry about everything. So I am going to stretch the muscles that I've been given in this program and hopefully try to help people that haven't. Right. Um, I think when I'm in fear, when I'm like entrenched in it down ankle deep, you know, stuck in the mud with fear, I'm very one dimensional. There's only one way I can see things. And when I'm able to pull myself out of that, that's when the world opens up to me and I become a three dimensional person again. Hmm. And and I can see, I can see that that doesn't define me, that I can have faith and believe and do the next right thing. And it's not going to keep me there. That's very, that's my golden nugget. That just happened. Faith is the shovel out of the hole. Yeah. I like that. I do too. Um, I have another golden nugget. Um, Find a place of love to be along with um, someone. So if you are looking for love, then fear is not going to reside there. I can't remember which one of y'all said that. I kind of have lived. I have lived a little bit. Oh, yeah. I said it wasn't me. (laughs) Maybe it was. It was, I think. Can't live with it. Can't live without it. (laughs) Oh, my golden nugget was not judging fears of others. You know, Mm because I think because I have been practicing living one day at a time, I haven't let the fear sweep over me yet. Mm -hmm. Um, so then when other people are really freaking out, you know, like my boss was like uh, spraying a whole bunch of Clorox on all the doorknobs <laughs> and um, every time she'd come out of her office, she'd doing hand sanitizer. And I'm not going to lie, I was rolling my eyes a little bit. I'm just like, and in my head, I was thinking like, I don't want to breathe those chemicals. Like, 
17 times a day. Like that to me is more harmful right now than like this perceived threat. Like I'm a healthy individual. But people keep telling me that like you're young and healthy. So why are, you know, you shouldn't have to be worried. We're really worried about, you know, the older population. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, I got to stop judging the fears of others. I really do. Just because I know how to live one day at a time mm-hmm. doesn't mean other people do. Right. Like that's not love. That's, that's not cool. That's not cool. Smack the hand. Smack on my wrist. That's She's not, smacking herself. We're not smacking her. No. We're loving her. We don't hit. No, we no, love. No, no, no. You just hit me with your knowledge <laughs> <laughs> and all your wisdom. You just hit me with your wisdom. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm leveling up. I'm growing. Thank you, everybody. And we'll be back next week. Next week, it's faith. It is. Next week, it is faith. Yeah, faith and follows we, up fear. And I tell you what, right now, I got some faith I'm going to be back next week. I will. Because we know we can Zoom if we can't be together. Yes, we can. <laughs> I got a strong immune system. Yeah. Me all too. right. Well, let's be all be safe and do wash your hands and do use the Clorox and do, 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 <laughs> because I think it can last for nine hours outside of a host. And vinegar so. is also a bacteria killer. Yeah. All right. Peace out. (laughs) Drive out. Drive out. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Telling on Ourselves. You can please rate, review, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast platforms. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook or Instagram at Telling on Ourselves.